0: What's up, Kraken fans? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of Keeping Up with the Krakens, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is your co-host, Tyler Bell, coming live from Alec Durham's apartment. That's right, baby. We're live for this episode, baby. How you doing today, Mr. Alec Durham? Oh, I'm doing pretty damn good, Mr. Tyler Bell. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. And uh, it's been a little while since we've had one of these uh, face-to-face live episodes and they're uh they're quite thrilling to do aren't they yeah it's been a hot
1: minute and they're definitely a lot more fun when you can be here and kind of feel the atmosphere and bounce off each other a little bit quicker
0: oh 100 percent. and uh hockey is back now oh. Durham we've had our first week of uh NHL action here and it has been fun filled packed with all sorts of shit so far what's uh what's been your favorite so far
1: well as a Pens fan I gotta start I gotta love the uh, hot start from Sid right
0: Yeah, no, he's been on his toes already. What's that, six points in his first two games played to start off, and then they played, what, game number three perhaps the other night as well? Yeah, that one didn't go so hot, but the first two games went a lot fucking better. Nice, and uh, not only a lot of NHL action going around, but uh, a lot of Kraken action as we've had four games already in the first week, and uh, give me your quick thoughts on four games played for the Kraken so far this year.
1: Well, I mean, after watching the first four there, my initial thoughts are kind of like, you know, we give up one bad goal a game, at least. We're kind of not very good as a team without the puck, especially in the D zone. But when we do have the puck, I think we're pretty good with it. We're not great, but we're good. And the power play scoring goals every game. So if you told me that at the end of the year, we're scoring a power play goal a game, I'd be like, fuck, yeah, that's great.
0: Oh, 100%. I think that's been the biggest thing so far is that power play has been clicking. But uh, there has been some things that are showing shades of last season already. And uh, one of those things is coach's decision so far. Coach Hackstall not getting too much love from the fans already so far this season, is he? No, there's
1: certainly hate him, hating on him with uh, his handling of Shane Wright's ice time, I think is the
0: point of contention there. I think that might be the number one topic going into the first week so far of this NHL season. And, you know, the Kraken, you know, starting their season off with two back-to-back games on the road against Anaheim and then L.A. And uh, we only seen Wright play one of those games and only seen a total of six minutes and 14 seconds in that first game against Anaheim. Give me your quick thoughts on that.
1: Well, to be honest, being a back-to-back for his first two games in the NHL, I totally expected him to not play the LA game. Like I'd have been fine with that. But this is exactly what we talked about. I think early at the start of last year or at the draft too. Is is Hackstall going to play these kids? It's no good to have him sit here and be here for six, seven, eight single-digit minutes a night. Right? Mm-hmm. Just send him back. Give him his nine games. I guess you know have him be around the pros, get the experience. But if you're not going to play the kids, send him somewhere he's going to play.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what we have to be looking for going forward is how much ice time is he getting? And is it really worth him sitting on the bench, getting six minutes and 14 seconds of ice time between two games in the first two games when he could be back and dominating junior, like, like he should be in my opinion. I mean, we take a look at that again and, I don't know, it's one of those tough decisions. Like is he really too good for junior right now or you know, is this the better path? I I'm starting to question it big time, especially if if coach Hackstall wants to make these kind of lineup decisions.
1: Yeah, I mean, if this is a team that thinks they're going to be going for it like winning wise right now and trying to make the playoffs, and I understand not wanting to play your kids but let's look at Montreal for on the flip side, right? Like they drafted first overall, kind of in the same boat as us, a young team at their forward core, trying to play a little bit of offense, but they're playing the shit out of their kids. And they're like, look, we know we're not going to be that great. So play as much as you can get as good as you can. And then 10 years from now, when we have to play defense, you guys know how to do offense and you know, the little tricks of the league and we can teach you everything else.
0: Exactly. And I'm all for just easing somebody into the lineup or like ice time wise like that but you look at six minutes played just over six minutes that's that's uh, you know as much as some of the lowest around the league for, for fourth lines and uh there's not a whole lot you're going to learn when you're only getting six minutes out there out of a total 60.
1: Actually it's kind of a funny situation being that you know Penn's fan and Daniel Sprong is on this team when Wright's going through this because he's the last guy that comes to mind for me that was in this situation. You know, a GM wants the 18-year-old on the team. Sprong had that with Pittsburgh right after he was drafted. Rutherford wanted him on Pittsburgh. Sullivan said, I ain't fucking playing the kid. Did the exact same thing as Hacksaw's doing right now, just barely played him. I think the one game he had like four minutes time on ice. And eventually after about 25 games, Sprong got sent down and it was sort of a wasted year for the kid. I don't want to see that with Wright.
0: Yeah, I don't want to see it either. And so far he's just played in two games out of four. So we talked about those first two games. You get the uh the home opener too against you know lost Vegas or against the Vegas Golden Knights. And he doesn't get put in the lineup in that one either.
1: Yeah, that's kind of a confusing one to me. Like again, this goes to me or goes back to the if you're a team like we're trying to win, you want to run with the same lineup that you got a W with the last game. I understand that. But we're back to Seattle's a new team. Veneers and Wright are kind of the main things that people are going to come watch Seattle games, right? That's mm-hmm. been our big attraction all summer is look at these two stud centermen we've got. And then at the home opener, you only get to watch one of them.
0: Yeah, I think it was pretty unfortunate. And I I don't like the decision at all. If if you expect this to be his rookie season and you're sitting him for the home opener, to to me that's just a punch in the gut for for shane Wright, right like the guy you want he's trying to build confidence that's the one knock on him right now is that he's too hard on himself and that you know that affects his confidence sometimes in games and now you're gonna sit him in the home opener and i get like you're like you're saying don't change the lineup after a win there's no you know why are you gonna try to fix what's not broken but to sit your fourth overall guy and not give him that opportunity in front of the fans when uh, really it's not a tough decision. If, if you're deciding between him and you know, one of your fourth line centermen going in. So like, why not? Especially if you're only willing to play him for six minutes a night, how much damage is he really going to do to you in those six minutes? Yeah, no kidding. And then he goes in against Carolina the other night. He gets back in there. Obviously uh, it was a tough game against Vegas there. So, uh he gets back in the lineup, but again, only plays, what, less than seven minutes, about six minutes fifty in that one.
1: Yeah, six minutes and fifty seconds there. So uh just again, Hacksaw, you know, not playing his fourth line, guys, just putting Shane down there. We thought at the start of the year he was gonna be part of that third line with Schwartz, and I cannot remember who was on the right side. I want to say Eberly. Yeah, still yeah, like... it was
0: Eberly there, and Schwartz was uh He's getting subbed in for Ryan Donato there yeah, because right. of the injury. But uh, Schwartz ended up starting the year. So, yeah. So yeah. I thought that would have been a perfect line to kind of
1: drag him into being a professional, right? Like if that's what you want for mm-hmm. the kid right now, play him with those guys. This is what it takes to be in NHL or in NHL games.
0: Exactly. Like if you're not ready for that, you shouldn't be in the NHL. Exactly. You should be back playing and dominating and maybe getting a hundred point season is something that, Uh, Shane Wright hasn't done in the OHL and you know with his skill set there's no reason why he shouldn't be able to
1: see and this kind of makes me think that this was communicated right back in the summer like when after he was selected this kind of makes me think this is what Francis told him because he didn't go to the world juniors right no like he knew he was going to be a kraken most of the guys that stayed out or did it because they're like I'm going for my NHL team I've got a long season ahead of me And now he skipped out on that with a chance to really like show everyone I am a first overall pick again.
0: Yeah. And I think it goes back to some of that confidence. Maybe just, you know, this is, I'm afraid of a situation where you ruin the kid's confidence by what you're doing right now so far. And that uh, it's, it's not a good start for Hackstall right now, in my opinion. And I know we already called it at the beginning of last year that he'd probably last all all last season and then maybe 20 to 30 games this season. And he's right on track for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. he. I mean, he won't be one of the first guys gone. Poor Lindy Ruff's going to get the boot pretty quick, I think.
0: Yeah, when your own fans are booing for you to get fired, then uh, things aren't looking too bright, right? Yeah,
1: and they're not doing so hot against Anaheim right now as we're recording. It's, uh, it's not going well for the Devils this year. It's at not. Start
0: no at this point i'd be okay with a little coach swap to be honest but um at the same time do you really want to pick that guy up at least lindy plays the young kids yeah at least he plays the young kids and that's what we want here in seattle right now this is exciting times for the young kids so get them out there playing but let's jump right back into that first game of the season for for seattle because it wasn't the best start was it
1: no well i mean they kind of started out hot you know they. Sure, they gave up the first goal, but then they fired right back there, right? And came Mm -hmm. back and stormed on top of them for a couple quick ones.
0: Yeah, and it was, what, three power play goals in a row for the Kraken to get things going? And I don't think anyone would have guessed that.
1: I sure as shit wouldn't have. Are you kidding me? Three straight power play goals to start the year? I wouldn't have guessed it. Not
0: at all. And it's good to see McCann with his usual snipe, too, to start things off. Wasn't that pretty? Just the same way he did it all last season, where he got that pass on his strong side not his one-timer side there but you know strong side and he's able to take those two steps into the slot and he likes roofing it on that short side top shelf and he did just that on that first goal
1: yeah that was just an absolute rocket nice to see for the first seattle one of the year there
0: yeah and no surprise it's maddie benears setting it up too there and justin schultz picking up his first point as a kraken on the play too and uh the type of point that you would uh, you you would guess he would pick up is on the power play there. That's where he's going to do most of his damage.
1: Yeah, if he gets 30 points this year, probably 15 of them are going to be on the power play. Like we're looking at half of what he does is going to be there.
0: Exactly. And then not only that, but then you get two others back to back and coming off two guys who got acquired this off season and that's Andre Burakovsky and Oliver Bjorkshen. And oh my goodness, I can't decide which shot was better. They were both absolute sun
1: they were both just lasers, but I think I'm going to go with Burakovsky just because it was the short side, you know, being a left-handed shot there too. It's a little bit less of an angle. I'm going to go with him, me yeah. and the lefty myself.
0: Yeah, it was pretty disgusting. And I think uh, Bjorkstrand, I think, um, you know, he got a bit of a luckier shot there. There's a lot of traffic in front of Gibson on that one, but at the same time, it was still a perfectly executed shot on that.
1: Speaking of perfectly executed, how about the next one, A Just we'll continue with the B line here. You know, Burakovsky, Bjorkstrand. How about that tip from Beneers?
0: Yeah, no kidding. Beneers steps up. So after Ryan Schroen makes it that 3-2 score, Beneers steps up, and oh my goodness, I love watching this kid play. He's just
1: electric, isn't he? Just constantly, just, like, the shoulder shakes. Always throwing a bit of deception
0: in. Dude, electric, just smart. Just, you can't say enough good things about him. And then things go a little bit south there after that for, uh, for the crack and for the rest of the third period. Yeah, we don't want to talk about the rest of the game because the Kraken did
1: not play in it, basically. They just threw this one away.
0: They absolutely did. Frank Fitrano scores a goal, then Segris, not too short laughters, gets a power play goal, a nice slap shot goal for him. And uh, that would take this thing to overtime.
1: Yeah, and then, uh, you know, Beniers throws it up there. There's a nice quick little break. Unfortunately, Gibson makes the save, and then being the puck handler that he thinks he is just snaps a breakout pass off the wall. Troy Terry's like, hey, thanks, Gibby. I'm going to end the game right now. Don't worry
0: about it. Yeah, and that's exactly what he does. He was the uh, the hottest shooter on Anaheim at the start of last season, and he began this year the exact same way, potting two goals in this game to, to give Anaheim the 5-4 overtime victory for the game one so far this season.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I know everyone's going to be like, oh, it was just game one. I don't give a shit. You cannot collapse three goals in the third period to lose a game if you want to call yourself a playoff team you got to be ready to go.
0: A hundred percent. And honestly, like it was a it was a great start to the hockey game. And it's just unfortunate that it was the same kind of collapse we've seen time and time again last season. But the one thing I'll say is 48 shots on net. That was more than any other shots in all of last season for the crack and 48 on net in this game. So that was a great way to get things going. Just by putting pucks on net. They know they got to get to 2,500. They do. You called them out last time. And I mean, going 60% on the power play in your first game, three for five, that's no joke either, is it?
1: No, especially if you can have continued success there. I mean, you're not going to go 60% on the power play every night, but if you can, you know, have multiple nights where you're getting more than one power play goal, you're feeling it.
0: Yeah. And honestly, 60% of the time, it does work every time for the Kraken. (laughs) So it was an absolute clinic on the power play. The thing is, can they sustain that? (laughs) 60%? No. Not possible. I know, but they would play the very next night and, uh, you know, taking on an LA team who had, uh, got off a pretty hard loss to themselves. So, uh, they walk right into LA and, uh, put up a big four to one victory as a big comeback win. And not only that, they would go with Martin Jones and net for this one
1: which kind of makes sense. I mean, the back-to-back, give Grubauer the first one, give Jonesy the second one, especially Jones being a former member of, you know, the LA Kings. Although Grubauer didn't play against Colorado the first game last year. So we know that doesn't really give a flying fuck to AB Hexal there, but
0: whatever, whatever. It was a big, big victory for Martin Jones who acts just shoves it right in. Well, my face for sure, because I, I, Pretty much said last podcast that uh, uh, don't expect a whole lot from Jonesy. And then he walks in and, you know, saves 26 out of 27 shots there for a 963 save percentage in his very first start as a Seattle Kraken goalie. Yeah, I mean, you just got to shove that one up your hoop and just take it, I guess. Yeah, um, I am proud to take that one right up the hoop. How so wouldn't you? Yeah, and credit to Martin Jones for coming in, stepping in and making a statement in goal because uh, that was a bit of a crap shoot for Grubauer that first game.
1: Yeah, this team is not ready to start games more often than not. Something we saw last year, right? Mm -hmm. Consistently getting scored on either in the first minute or first shot. Or hold on to that thought.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, picking up right where they left off, basically, in that first game, getting a power play goal from Jaden Schwartz, who has been very impressive so far uh, to start the year off and looks like a much better Jaden Schwartz than what we've seen for most of last season.
1: Yeah, I think last year, you know, kind of sucked for him, especially being banged up most of the time and going Mm -hmm. on and off the IR. Never really got healthy and got a chance to be a full member of this team. And I think this year, sure, he started hurt there in preseason, but he also started the season with the team, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, he's had a couple rough years. You know, there's been some personal stuff going on in his life that's really affected him. And I think the injuries were very tough on him last year. Like you said, he was in and out of the lineup so much. He he must have had most of that year just playing through injuries, and he looks a lot better so far. A lot more jump, looks more confident in his game so far, and you like to see that from a from a veteran like Jaden Schwartz. You're gonna need it if this team's gonna have a chance of having mm. meaningful games in
1: February, March.
0: Yeah, exactly. But uh, moving on here, it was Ayafalo scoring, I think, four seconds into the power play. Uh, so that was a tough one where they tie the game right up. But uh, when that second period came around, I feel like Seattle really took this game over. Yeah, which you'd love
1: to see, right? We
0: This is a team we talked
1: about, LA, that they're going to have to keep pace with all year if they're going to have to consider themselves a wild
0: card bubble team. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. And uh, it was the ghost getting his first of the year to start uh, the second period there to get the first goal of that second period just over six minutes in. And, uh, you know, he he brings it from the corner and kind of, comes up to in front of the net there to the side of the net kind of bangs home a, a bit of a lucky one it finds a way to go top shelf there but that's what uh brandon Tanev does best right he finds way to get it done exactly
1: you know just does the gritty shit goes to the dirty areas takes it right to the front of the net right like he doesn't try and stuff it at the post and make it look like he's going around he goes right through the fucking middle of the ice and that's what you love to see from guys
0: yeah, exactly. Especially a guy like him who has to crash and bang a bit more than some of the more skilled guys out there. And then uh, we see Wenberg with a nice wrist shot too to open up uh you know the scoring a little bit more in that second period. He gets his first of the season as well.
1: Yeah, just kind of stuffs it from the goal line there, just quick collection from the pass and then just mm. immediately turns into the net.
0: And who's passing that to him?
1: Maddie Beneers. Maddie
0: Beneers again, the setup guy. He's looking strong. And uh, and then Larson ends the game off in the third period with an empty netter and the Kraken are able to take this uh, second game four to one and put themselves, you know, one on one uh, through two games to start the year, which was pretty damn good. Exactly. We'll take that. Yeah, not a bad way to start two two games, especially two road games back to back to come away with three out of the possible four points right there. You got to be pretty happy with that.
1: Sure. I mean, before the game, if you did before the two games, if you would told me that had three to four, I'd have been happy. But after watching the Anaheim game, I'm a little upset. But I'm going with the. You know what? If you'd have just told me three out of four, I'm good with it. Yeah. So I'm good with it.
0: They left points off the board, but again, you you if you knew some of the stats too, and you seen that they scored four power play goals the first two games, you're you're absolutely loving things. We're picking positives this year, people. Exactly. Too many negatives last year. It's time to go on the positive train, right? I'm gonna try as long as I can. Maybe not with the STIs though. We'll keep those on the negatives. What do you think? no comment no okay (laughs) all right and then and then the big home opener against the vegas golden knights a team that uh they seem to get into these very personal battles with last year of course it was the you know the two newest teams in the nhl so you almost start to form a bit of a rivalry there already especially being in the same uh pacific division there and again this was a team they they really struggled against last year, didn't win a single game in all four contests. And this year, again, kind of shades of what happened last year so far.
1: Yeah, I mean, how do you get scored on the very first shot of the game? I think it was eight seconds in, nine seconds maybe? Twelve seconds into the game. Okay, so neither of those, whatever. It was double digits, but still, that's fucking dog water.
0: And again, what is that? That's twice already. This is the third game, and two times it's happened on the first shot and a, both times it's been grubauer like you gotta be
1: ready to start an nhl game you're a fucking professional
0: yeah it, it's it's just uh i'm sorry no it was jones who got the start in that one oh, my man. bad but yeah because he picked up that win i'm sorry grew right same lineup as before exactly same lineup as before and Yeah, I don't know how that keeps happening. Didn't you see a pretty crazy stat on it, actually, on uh, Twitter? I did. Do we want to go to that? Let's jump to it now because it's just just, just relevant. It is. So here's your
1: stat of the week, everybody. This one's from uh, Dmitry Filipovich on Twitter. Obviously, I've had to edit it because there's been a game played since then. But the Seattle Kraken have allowed a goal on the first shot against in 12 of their 86 games played. That's one out of every seven games they play, they get scored on the first fucking shot.
0: Absolutely redonkulous, eh? Like, that's unacceptable. Like we said, sticking to the positives here, right? That's a lot of games yeah, that don't it. get scored on <laughs> the first shot. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> we're a positive plus fucking. Yeah, we're just going with the positives this year, dude. That's what it's all about. So, that's a lot of games they haven't been scored on on the first seven, shot. Four. Yeah, 74 games. Quick math. I don't know how you did that math that quick. I couldn't. But uh, yeah, unbelievable. But yeah, let's be a bit realistic about it here. That is uh, unacceptable. Yeah, you cannot fucking have that. You cannot have that. And you know, I don't even know what it is because it's, it's not like they're the worst team in the league. It's not like you just it's almost circumstance. I don't know. Like, are they ready to start games? We argued it a lot last year. It's it's weird. It's just one of those. It almost seems
1: fluky. I'd argue they might be the worst decor in the league.
0: They're up there. It's hard so, to argue it. I mean, there's not a lot going on on that back end.
1: No, they need help. They added Justin Schultz, and I don't know if that helped. Yeah, it man. helped on offense. I will give him that.
0: Tell you what, they started pretty slow in that game against Vegas to, you know, with the home crowd and everything. So, Didn't come out with the energy you need. I mean, you get scored on 12 seconds in, and then you get scored on, you know, basically three minutes after that goal, letting in a power play goal. Um, the, the PK hasn't been the sharpest so far. And, you know, you move into the second period, give up another power play goal, just like that, you're down 3 nothing. And then before that period ends, you give up the fourth goal against uh, Jonathan Marchessault out there, and it's 4 nothing going into the third period. And that basically wraps up... Uh, Wraps up the whole period, right? Oh, wait, I wasn't done there because they give up a fifth goal in the second period. Yeah. With just 15, 16 something seconds left. I think it was 17. Cause my math is really bad, but then, you know, Theodore gets that goal, and it's 5 nothing, and that game's pretty much over.
1: Yeah, we're calling the third period garbage time at this one. People are, you know, ordering pizzas for after the game, checking what other guys are up to. Hey, where do you want to hit up after this? This one's over.
0: Yeah, and right before, I guess it's technically ended, Justin Schultz, he does bury his first as a Kraken, so you like to see that. Barakovsky, the new guy with an assist. Beneers with his third already in three games, so you like to see that. And then Jaden Schwartz is able to bury a power play goal too for his second of the year. Again, assisted by Barikovsky, who uh, has had a great start with the Kraken so far this year. But other than that, this was just, again, not Seattle's game against Vegas.
1: No, I think it's
0: honest to God, man. I'm
1: starting to think Saturday night home games in Seattle, like Saturday night games in Seattle, they're just cursed. Obviously, home games are in Seattle, you dumbass. Fuck, Alec, get your shit together. But yeah, last year, two, six, and one Saturday night home games. This year, 0 and one. 0 and
0: one, yeah.
1: Let's get it started, guys. What the fuck?
0: Saturday night, something's got to change with them. Saturday night ain't all right. Maybe they got to start throwing pieces of Kraken on the ice or something. Take Whoa. some traditions from other some teams.
1: Calamari.
0: Yeah, just whip calamari in the face of like all the other opposing coaches. Man, remember when
1: Florida threw rats on the ice?
0: Yeah, they were the fake 90s, rats. The plastic though. rats. Yeah, yeah they, they were, were plastic.
1: Kids these days wouldn't have
0: known. No, I mean, I thought they were real back then.
1: Those red eyes, man. Those were nightmare like, fuel.
0: Oh my goodness, yeah. Imagine just throwing real rats, though. Man, like, where did you put how, them?
1: How would you get them in? I don't know. Like like the catfish people in Nashville say they put them in their pants. It's like, that's fucking gross. Well,
0: one guy, I know this is going way off topic now, but I already seen Detroit this year. Some guy had like the squid, right? He threw a squid on the ice. Yeah. During the anthem, which Bozo moved to do it during the anthem, but he literally taped it to his like whole body and just wore a coat so he snuck it in and then during fucking the anthem he takes the rips the tape off just goes down just throws it right on the ice like like just a barbarian just like
1: what an idiotic move to do at the start of the game so too, i don't know maybe you tape two rats you kicked like,
0: out. to your butt cheeks and then you throw them on the ice yeah but then you gotta sit on them <sighs> that's true unless you stand for the whole uh how'd you get to the rink you walked that's the only way dude (laughs) you got me there you walked with rats on your ass cheeks talk about swamp ass swamp yeah oh my god that would suck but i mean they got to do something at these saturday night home games to switch it up i mean you got boy now maybe maybe he just comes in with something you know he's hanging from the roof He's gonna get some in. gritty
1: shit going, I think, man. Just start fucking with the other team. Oh
0: yeah, big time. Did you see him almost beat up that kid. I don't like it. <laughs> I did, yeah, actually. Like gritty, gritty's, I would not want to fucking see that guy in the streets at nighttime. He'd fucking he'd no, do some shit. If I saw a dark, shit.
1: shady silhouette that looked like it was out of Sesame Street, I'm fucking running the other way.
0: Yeah, I'm like, or I'm like Scott Scott Arnold, Please, like, can I get an Scott. autograph? <laughs> Hartnell down. <laughs> Arnold down. But boy, he needs to start messing with people out there, especially the opposing team, right? Opposing fans and stuff. Like, I don't know, throw troll dolls on the bench. Do something. Yeah. Right? How about
1: you troll the other team
0: for Christ's sake? Yeah. Do something. You got to switch it up here. We got to start winning those Saturday home games because two, six, and one last year, 0 and one this year, not that great. And then speaking of things that were not that great, what about last night's game against Carolina? Oh.
1: That did not go well. That was a 5 1 loss. Yikes.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, it wasn't a bad start. I mean, Jarvis gets this nice goal, and then they hang in there. The one thing I didn't like is how many odd man rushes they were giving Carolina. I feel like Sebastian Ajo, just every time he he got the puck, he just skated it all right. the way down without getting touched. So you like, throw your friggin' body in front of the guy. Like, you got to do something like defense. Like,
1: saying Sebastian Ajo just reminded me of my new favorite moment of his when he got crushed there behind the Seattle net and he's sitting there on his ass looking at the ref and the ref yells something at him and it, the cameras focus on Ajo's face just, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, what was he lipping there? He was saying something.
1: And he said, no, I didn't after that, but frig, that was funny. I don't know, just perfect timing of the moment. just That killed, just yeah. like Ajo did to us.
0: Yeah, no kidding, and that no, ahoh. And Svechnikov. Yeah, Svechnikov too. But I mean, honestly, that aho he got that second goal for them. What an aho I know, right? What an aho piece of shit. Um, Svechnikov, like you said, with the with the power play assist. Brent Burns, I think, got his first assist of the year too for for Carolina, and and they were up two one. And then all of a sudden, you see this big power play goal from Andre Burakovsky assisted from Eberle and McCann, and you're just like, we're back in this one.
1: Right, Burakovsky's 300th NHL points, a big one, gets the boys back in it 2-1,
0: and we're like, holy shit, guys, we might have a chance. Yeah, and uh, somehow Vince Dunn gets called for a high stick right after, I don't know, the same play as the goal went in. I'm not even sure exactly where, but it sends uh, Carolina right back to a power play, and they score 18 seconds later on the power play
1: right? How do you get a penalty and scored on in 18 seconds after getting
0: a goal? I don't know. I can't even skate around the rink in 18 seconds. So that'd be hard. Yeah. Well, that's why I said I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) And then once again, like it it just right after that, it was like one, a minute, 10 after that goal, Andre Fetchnikov buries a goal and it's four, one Carolina. And you're just like, this one feels over again. Yeah, Like it's the same thing. Like, they, they just uh, they give up quick goals like that. They put themselves in a big hole and then you can see their confidence just kind of leaves and uh, there's really not enough fight to get back in the game after that.
1: Well, it doesn't just take your confidence. It takes your hope away, too, because your hope and confidence go along with each other because in a 2-1 or 3-1 situation, you're like, shit, if we get the next goal, we still have a chance. But now in the back of their minds, they're like every fucking time we get a goal, they score right away again. So it doesn't even matter if we score, they're just going to get another one.
0: Yeah. And and that's that kind of mindset that they have to find a way to get out of this season because it, it hurt them so much last year. And you could tell when their confidence was gone in a, in a game, it was obvious
1: going back to right. Is that a situation you want him coming up in? I
0: want right. Fucking prospering. And 12 minutes in two, two games that doesn't sound like prosper to me no that's what you'd
1: hope to get in one game
0: yeah like that's what i would think zach stortini gonna get if i'm playing him on my fourth line be perfect yeah honestly like zach stortini people are like who is that guy exactly yeah you think of shane Wright, no one's like who is that guy they're like oh that guy he we went fourth overall to Seattle Kraken. I know him. He definitely doesn't play six minutes a night. What do you mean he's only getting six minutes a night? What? Holy, it's just it's just bonkers, man. So they start the year. I mean, one, two, and one, like we said, may not the worst. They they had a great, great effort in the first two games. The last two games, a bit more disappointing, especially at home. And I felt like last night the crowd just wasn't into it. They were a little quieter for sure.
1: Yeah being against a tougher team is like Carolina we all know is a good team so I think that kind of sucks it out too but if we keep playing like this like you're gonna lose the fans
0: oh 100% like it's it's not gonna be it's 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 not gonna be pretty and I don't think the fans are going anywhere too too quick here but I don't mean like
1: you're gonna lose them lose them but you're gonna lose their interest
0: you're gonna you're gonna lose a little bit of hope too right but that's where I think a coaching change might uh, change a whole lot of things up for this hockey team. And I know it might be early to jump to those kind of conclusions, but it's hard not to, when you're seeing some of the decisions being made.
1: Exactly. We should start going through lists of who's out there.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I know there's one guy. I don't think he's coming back anytime soon, but the top of my list, Barry trots, baby. If they find any way to get him onto this, this coaching bench here or this, whatever this bench, that is going to be a huge W that'd be huge for any team. Mm-hmm. Oh, big time. Any team would be more than happy to take this guy on their, uh, You know, take this guy on their, their bench and uh, get him coaching hockey games. Cause he's one of the best out there.
1: Absolutely.
0: But uh, Durham, we got some games coming up this week, starting off tomorrow night, October 19th on a Wednesday here. Facing off against the St. Louis blues who have only played one game so far this year. How weird is that?
1: Yeah. That's a little odd that, you know, you got teams that are going to have, I think San Jose is going to have five or six games played by tomorrow night.
0: How does St. Louis only have one game, dude, who makes these schedules? Not only that today's what Tuesday, two days ago, Sunday, the first Sunday, not a game. Right. not a fucking hockey game st louis could have played three games that day <laughs> like what are we doing they got here? a double header against arizona Got a triple header what is this baseball holy crap dude get them in get the guys playing like what what is this fucking nfl play one game a week imagine they're I'm after shit. their first game yeah imagine honestly
1: game one then five days off just get fucked for the rest of just
0: ridiculous so st louis i mean they're one and oh i don't even know who they played right now can't even remember look at that columbus they're they're what oh and three nothing special going on there but but uh st louis blues what do you expect from this matchup here i'm expecting
1: you know classic blues hockey it's gonna be heavy physical bennington's hot because i got him on my fantasy team this year so keep that train going jordan thanks
0: buddy And after you know Grubauer goes in and lets in five, who's in net? You you go back to Jonesy. I think I think you got it. I think he deserves it. Why not? I mean, he's the only guy with a fucking win. He's the only guy with the win. You're playing at home here, so you might as well go that route. And you know, there's not much to say about St. Louis right now because we haven't seen him play. You got Tarasenko who's who scored two goals for them. Other than that, I mean, they moved on from a couple veterans. They moved on from Huso. Uh, you know, he went to Detroit, they moved on from David Perron, who was a big part of their top six for a long time, who also went to Detroit, right? Signed there as an FA and they just have these young guys who are stepping into their lineup. And, you know, some of them have gotten some pretty sick deals between Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas there who, uh, you know, made some bank this off season,
1: right? Literally signing for the exact same contract. Like that's adorable.
0: Yeah, I know. Twinning, right? That's the definition of twinning there. So we'll see what the matchup's going to be. I would love to see Shane Wright, you know, get 10 plus minutes in this one. If the team is going to lose, lose playing, or if you're going to be down early, at least like have the balls to play your young guys in situations where they can score. Shane Wright didn't get to the NHL or get to a fourth overall pick by, you know, being a fourth line checking role guy.
1: Yeah, I don't understand it. Like, put him in the top nine. Give him his nine-game trial. See what he's doing afterwards. Make your evaluation. and Fucking do something.
0: He's going to get his nine-game trial like halfway through the year with how much he's sitting.
1: They're going to send him to the World Juniors that he doesn't Mm want to go to, and then they're going to send him back to Kingston. And I'm going to be like, oh, this is so much worse than what they did with Jonathan Turand.
0: Oh, Yeah. That was a mistake how he was handled. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. This is going to be a tough one. Not only do they have the Blues, but, you know, two nights later, they're in Colorado facing off against the Stanley Cup champions, the Colorado Avalanche, and uh, we all know how tough that team is.
1: Yeah, they haven't really lost a whole lot. Like, sure, they've lost their goaltending Kemper and kadri Kemper went to Washington, kadri signed in Calgary but they are still the avalanche make no mistake about it they're gonna come at you in waves they're gonna get shot after shot after shot on net they're probably gonna score three power play goals
0: it's just what it is unless they're unless seattle steps up and just absolutely shuts him down but i mean you got to be throwing your body in front of every puck you got to be playing it like a playoff game if you expect to come out of that one with a w
1: yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough one. You've got guys like, I mean, Nathan McKinnon's got seven points in three games already, so he's just going, right?
0: Yeah, and that's not the only one who's over a point a game, too. It's pretty much like four or five guys right now on this team. Rantanen, Lekkinen, Makar. Pretty sure Nishushkin is um, up there, too. I think he's there? had a couple multi-point games, probably up to five it, points or something. Yep, he's at six. Six there he points, is. two points a game, not a big right? deal. That's okay. Not too bad, but um, it'll be interesting, too, because it's a bit of a reunion for Andre Barakovsky, who uh, has been the best point scorer so far for the Seattle Kraken team.
1: Yeah, I mean, he leads the team in points five and four games and has a point in all four games. So let's see if he can keep that going against St. Louis.
0: Yeah, St. Louis. And then you take that into your old squad who, uh, you know, you want one of those nice little cup rings with not a big deal has he
1: got his yet or are they waiting to present it to him like they did like Kadri?
0: you know what i've seen the Kadri one i've seen that video but i haven't heard anything about burakovsky so maybe
1: that's something to look for everybody is uh on friday night there burakovsky maybe getting his cup ring and a little presentation
0: yeah that could definitely happen i mean Damn. if there's anything to look forward to for that game it's you know you're getting to watch crack and hockey hopefully you get to watch you know, one of our young studs in the lineup, you know who. And then you get to see the the little bit of a celebration with a Stanley Cup ring getting presented to him. That would be pretty neat.
1: Right? Maybe a little bit of light in the fire for the boys in the room. Hey, fellas, this is what you get when you don't suck.
0: Yeah, this is, you know, you want to work your ass off every single day. You might earn one of these one day. Just open the box and it starts the video. Dude, that was so sick. right? That presentation was unreal. They if you just... haven't seen it, go check it out for sure.
1: Like the lightning went all all super fancy with the rotating one in the second one, I think it was. And the lightning are like, yeah, fuck you guys. We have homemade HD 4K video screens in them.
0: Yeah, just redonkulous. But uh, honestly, they're going to have to have a sick effort. I mean, they're in Colorado that Friday night. And then, uh, you know, they get the day off Saturday and they're right back into action with an afternoon game, which yeah. they haven't had too many of, especially last year. And this one going against uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, a team who is one, two, and 1-2-0 as we speak right now. Uh, so kind of a similar record to Seattle and another team who's probably going to be, you know, biting at the chops of uh, some of the top prospects going into next year, a.k.a. Connor Bedard. If
1: we're worse than Chicago at the end of the year, Seattle fans have a reason to be pissed.
0: Yeah, there should not be many teams person in Chicago. Maybe, Arizona, two, maybe maybe two to three teams. San Jose, possibly. Yeah, yeah Montreal, all like, like two that. three. Yeah, I can't see a whole lot. Of, uh, they're going to be a bottom five feeder this year.
1: Oh, they planned for it too. I mean, they're goaltending, Marazic and Stalock. Like, no offense to those guys. They made way more money playing the game we love than I ever did. But,
0: but those are two backup goalies. If that. Yeah, wasn't flat. Like
1: Mrazek was put on waivers last year and no one wanted him.
0: Yeah, 100%. But he has picked up the only win so far for Chicago in a pretty gutsy effort. I forget who that was against, but, uh, you know, at least he's having a bit of a redemption after a bit of an injury prone season as, uh, you know, Toronto's, I guess, 1B goalie or was supposed to be 1B goalie. Did he even play
1: 15 games?
0: Fuck, probably not. Poor guy. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, it was rough. Let's hope he has a healthy year in Chicago,
1: just not a good one against Seattle.
0: Honestly, let's hope he does have a bit of a bounce back because he had his moments in the NHL. I mean, he had some good stints. He was damn good when he started off with Detroit. He was a hell of a goalie.
1: Man, remember him when he first came in in the World Juniors and was like, holy shit, who's this guy just fist pumping after shutout or shootout victories? They're like, oh, Peter Mrazik, he's a Detroit pick. I'm like, fucking Detroit with the Europeans. go figure every
0: time dude their scouting is just insane unreal but uh any uh let's see a bit of a prediction then okay going in we got st louis colorado chicago what's your prediction for these three games two losses and a win let me guess in that order perfect (laughs) all right (laughs) give me give me some scores what do you think is going down here we're shooting for scores yeah
1: scores I'm gonna go with Score? the St. Louis game is close,
0: which they were last year against St. Louis. I'm they, say, they
1: played them hard. I'm gonna say three-two St. Louis.
0: Okay. Colorado.
1: Five-one Colorado. I think seven-three. Wow, that's worse than me. Okay. that is I'm worse. I'm so glad. I know. You I never, you were never worse than me last year on predictions. No,
0: I I you know I was, I was, tame. The I was tame. I was tame. I was the optometrist yeah we never saw eye to eye that was good there that was good um and then i like i like the chicago one. i think that's gonna be a fun one uh a lot of a lot of skill going back and forth there right six two seattle boom i like it that's a big win for seattle they're gonna get that power play is gonna score four goals that game might be the hottest power play in the league man at that point it will be seriously it is right now it is right now. I want to say that with confidence.
1: I'm not confident.
0: <laughs> Percentage wise, I Just think it's got to be
1: top five. I don't know. They've got like six power play goals, and Vegas scored like four on
0: them the one night. So that's redonkulous. I, I, well, at least you know what it's got to be. On it. It's got to be top ten right now. Let get Durham's. Durham's pulling up the stats. Stat sheet coming here.
1: We're looking it up. Oh shit! They changed it. Wait. teams.
0: If you were a betting
1: man, that's points percentage. Power? power play percent. Seattle is fifth in percentage. Boom. Top five. 33%. Look at that. fucking Nailed, nailed it. it.
0: Not too bad so far.
1: 33.3%. Damn. Hey. One out of every three, you'll take that all year.
0: Oh, 100%. I mean, you know, maybe it has slowed down a little bit in the last two games, but uh, I think it's going to keep rolling. As long as the, as long as you're putting Maddie Beneers out there, that power play should definitely keep rolling, right? It should. Here's another
1: kicker for you. They have the most power play goals in the league with six. They're tied with Minnesota and
0: Colorado. Boom. See, it's just the, uh, they've had a lot of opportunities the last couple games, which uh, they didn't cash in on, but uh, if, if I was a betting man, I would say that they would definitely be uh, scoring more these next three games for sure. So Here's I'd like right. to see I'd like to see at least four power play goals. What would you think? Four power play goals in the next three games? Yep.
1: I fucking love it.
0: Perfect. I like it. Put that bet on it. Maybe you need to go to DraftKings to bet on that one. And uh, we're going to jump right into this one because hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime because new customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if that team wins. And if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn those small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. That's right. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download that DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, use promo code THPN, bet just $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $200 in free bets if they do just that. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. All right, jumping right back into the hockey talk here, Durham. What's been the biggest surprise to the season so far around the NHL?
1: I'm going to go with the San Jose Sharks. You know, after last year, they started the year 4-0. and They went for the exact opposite this year, going 0-4. I didn't really see that coming. I knew San Jose was going to be bad, but I mean, just completely dog shit out of the gate. Wasn't ready for that.
0: Yeah, that's a little crazy when they started four and oh last year and now they're off to an 0-4 start. I know they weren't gonna be a great team this year, but um that's a complete opposite switch there to start the season off. I know, like this time last year we were talking about
1: is this the return of Eric Carlson? Is he finally healed from like that ankle? Is his skating gotten back to normal? And this year we're like, holy shit, are they gonna get Bedard?
0: They have a very good chance of it already when you start 0 4 like that. The problem is they just have no depth in their lineup anymore. It's pretty depleted.
1: Yeah, it's pretty deep. And even at the top of their lineup, there's not a whole lot there. Like you've got one or two guys and that's kind of it.
0: Yeah, so San Jose, not a great start. Any other surprises out there?
1: Six teams still without wins. You know, we're going to go with obviously San Jose, Minnesota. That's a big one for me. Vancouver, Columbus, New Jersey, and Ottawa. Who do you think is the last team to get a
0: win? Oh. For me, I think it's gotta be it's gonna be either San Jose, Columbus, or New Jersey. Um I'm saying New Jersey. I'm I'm gonna go with San Jose. I'm gonna say they keep on bombing it. And just dirt. Just dirt. The biggest surprise there is the fact that Minnesota's had such a terrible start. I right. thought they were gonna be such a dominant team.
1: I thought they'd be great this year again.
0: hmm Vancouver's a shocking one there too. Especially
1: after multi-goal leads in both games.
0: Yep. Ottawa, I'm pretty upset about personally. Um, Although they did get off to a good start tonight. Things aren't looking great right now. Oh, so
1: you have looked at the scoreboard? I may
0: have looked at the scoreboard. Okay, so you
1: might know it's 3-3. Don't
0: want to talk about it. Okay, just so you know. Okay, moving on. Any other surprises?
1: Seven teams haven't lost yet. Who's going to be the last one of these to lose? We got Carolina, Boston, Philly. Dallas, Vegas, Calgary, or sorry. Yeah, haven't lost. Yeah, who's going to be the last one to lose? Uh, Vegas, uh, Calgary, and St. Louis.
0: Easy job for St. Louis on this list, eh? Just the one game played. Right? (laughs) They just
1: don't have to lose the one.
0: (laughs) Not too bad. Um, I'm going to say the biggest surprise has to be Philadelphia here. Right? I feel like them and Minnesota should be flopped. I think everybody said Philly's going to be a dumpster fire this year, and... We're not giving enough credit to uh, what John Tortorella is doing for that team.
1: He's just turning the whole us against the world. And it literally is the Philadelphia Flyers against the world. Like you said, everybody thought they were going to be terrible.
0: Yeah. And you know, I'm just as guilty as the rest of them because I didn't think they had a, you know, a, a hope to be anything a near like a playoff contending team. And I'm not saying they're that because, you know, they have some some key guys who are going to be out with injuries. I mean, Couturier, he's, he's out for a yeah, little bit, done. right? He's pretty much been. That's the rumor going around is he might be like done this year. That's a, see, that's a tough blow, and then the whole fact that ever since they traded for Ryan Ellis, he hasn't played. He hasn't played, and he is an absolute stud defenseman. He is such a good top four defenseman, like is underrated. Well, I don't know. We'll we'll find out. I don't know <laughs> where he, he is. Gonna play
1: again? How he, where is he? He's just at home somewhere. We going to
0: search more now. We gotta figure out where this guy is. He's just chilling in the woods. Yeah, like okay, so Philly, you know what? Dallas, bit of a surprise. I know, like, on, Jake op, dude, Jake Ottinger, best goalie in the league right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it's I crazy. To, it's crazy. To, right crazy now. to say that, but technically. He is. I'm not saying best goalie in the league. I'm saying right now, technically, For first, first week, week he, he was has the been the, the best
1: goalie. He was the best fa- or playoff goalie the first round, too. So, I mean, he's just keeping it going.
0: Yeah. Even though he lost the first round, he literally had the best stats out of yeah. any goalie. So. Um, The fact that he's continuing that kind of success already to start the year on a Dallas team that let let's face it, you look at that lineup, it's not the deepest one either. And their top guys who are getting paid aren't playing like their top guys. They have other guys who are stepping up and really, uh, you know, grabbing that team by the lead and and helping uh, get these victories. So those two teams probably the most surprising. And I got to throw in Boston there because I didn't expect them to start three and zero. Neither did
1: I. I thought they'd kind of have a tough start and then have to claw back when everyone came back around Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. early December. But no, they're just like, Hey, eat shit. Durham. We're better than you. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I know that.
0: Mm-hmm. So honestly, who's the last one? Let's just jump right into that. I got to go with Carolina. I'm leaning
1: to them or St. Louis.
0: Yeah, I I I'll think with Carolina I think too, Carolina I think. started the last two years like on a good streak yeah. to start the year, like up in the nine. Rod eight, the Bod eight starts right. Dude, Rod the bod is an absolute tank. Shredded.
1: There was some interview. I can probably I can't remember what player, but they were it was I think Jeff Merrick asking him. He's like, How come you guys like like working so hard for brindamore and he goes because he does everything he asks you to do like how can you not work your ass off for someone that is going to do the workout they're telling you to do
0: yeah that's that's that guy's scary but he just like he walks into dressing rooms and just rips the garbage can open with his bare hands he probably just looks at it and it explodes yeah i bet a lot of women do that when he looks at him <laughs> do you think he's chuck norris's kid oh he's got he's got the jeans in there speaking of chuck norris
1: did you know Jesus may be able to walk on water, but Chuck Norris can swim through land?
0: I believe it. I believe that big time. How can you just throw in a Chuck Norris joke in the middle of a hockey pod? That's absolutely classic.
1: Yeah, people thought they were out of fashion, but it just turns out the fashion was out of Chuck Norris. Oh <laughs> my!
0: And he keeps going. Just a one, two. Just a pow, pow. I love it. Um, anything else that's surprising before we move on here?
1: Well, one thing that, uh, not just me, but I thought you would find quite surprising as well is what's happening with Rossi in Minnesota.
0: Yeah, we're talking about the guy who led every single player this preseason in NHL points. And uh, what's going on with him in Minnesota right now?
1: Man, he's getting it worse. Well, I guess not worse. The exact same as Shane Wright. You know, he started out, I think, the first night. He had like nine minutes. The next game, he had four minutes. And now he's a healthy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I understand things have to change, but that those are, I mean, he has more than proven to be in that lineup. And, I, and I'm pretty surprised that with how much Ryan Hartman's struggled already, why don't you throw Rossi on that top line and see him do some damage with the scale up front?
1: Someone made a joke like, oh, they'd be too small. Kaprizov would be the biggest guy on the line and he's 5'11". It's like, who gives a fuck? What if you have the puck the entire fucking game and then win? How
0: big is Ryan Hartman? The guy's fucking small. He's like under six foot. Is he six foot? Maybe like what the hell? Yeah, I don't know. Ross, he's he's got tree trunks, his legs out there. That's that's all you heard in this draft here was how strong that guy is on his legs. Like you, you don't see him flopping and falling down a whole lot when you watch him play.
1: Right. And as a yeah. Penns fan, just mm-hmm. talking about size, like one of the best lines in the league the last couple of years has been Sidney Crosby, Jake Gensel, and Bryant Rust. And Crosby's the biggest one of that line, and he's five eleven. Wow.
0: Gensel's not like six foot, eh?
1: No, I think he's five ten. I think he's smaller than Sid.
0: And I know Rust is small, but yeah. fucking again, just super strong and so skilled. So fastest. good. He's the, he's the fastest kid alive. He's the fastest kid alive. He's a he's super fast. But uh, yeah, no, that's interesting. Uh, the fact that Rossi isn't seeing that type of ice time after what he's shown in the preseason. But uh, I'm not the one making those decisions behind that bench.
1: Put him on the first line, get some wins, problem solved.
0: There you go. Moving right along, we're going back to uh, since it's the first week of games here, we have uh, the player of the week for the Seattle Kraken here in Durham. I'll give you the honors of going first this year, baby. Who is it going to be? Thank you,
1: Tyler. And of course, I got to go with Maddie Beneers, baby. This kid's got four points in four games, had a three game point streak. It just got snapped last game and points in 12 of his first 14 NHL games. That's kind of a big deal.
0: Yeah, like we said, last epi here, Durham. I mean, this kid does it all out there. He's getting power play assists. He's getting normal assists. He's tipping shots. He's It didn't count, but he still tipped it in the net. I don't give a shit if it was two inches above the crossbar in that game. He's shooting. He's scoring goals out there. He's winning face-offs. He's doing it all out there. Matty Beneers, first player of the week, and for good reason, man. This kid is so fun to watch.
1: Honorable mention to Burakovsky, the new guy, you know, Point streak, got it going still. Points in every game. Keep it going, Bubba.
0: Yeah, and uh, I wonder if those two just absolutely start going off together. We see maybe Bjorkstrand getting some time, too, up with Maddie Beneers on that top line. It, it's There's going to be always one of those two players beside Matty Beneers going forward from uh, here on out, I would hope. The BB gun. The BB gun line? The BB gun. Yeah, pew-pew. Pew-pew. I mean, with shots on net, right?
1: Yeah, 2,500.
0: Let's go, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's exciting. I like how Matty Baneers has looked already, and and like we said, if you don't have a little bet on that, you might want to head over to DraftKings and take a look at at futures under the Calder Trophy because Matty Baneers has that shit written all over it. I'm guaranteeing it right now. I would agree with that. I
1: can't see a rookie unless someone has just a huge surge now, and Buffalo becomes
0: sick, and Owen Powers like look at me go. All right, before we end this one off, how are you doing in uh, fantasy hockey so far? Better than you are. Fuck you, dude. I regret <laughs> bringing it up. First week? First week doesn't count, bro. First week, not not for me, all right? Okay, I had a bad week. and It's fantasy hockey, though. That's just the way it goes. I mean, last year I came first uh, through the season, lost in the final, and I got blown up my first week, so I'm not even worried, bro.
1: I'm doing all right. I'm sitting fourth right now, playing the guy that's doing third. We're sitting third. I'm winning.
0: That's good. I uh, it's only day two. Though. I'm facing the guy who was first last week, and again, it's only day two, but uh, up six to two right now. So, gotta feel happy about that one. It's uh, again, it's my goaltending that's giving me some worries, but uh, we're just gonna have to wait and see how that that one plays out
1: there, Durham. Yeah, I could really use Thatcher Demko to win a fucking hockey game.
0: Yeah, that's rough. I didn't see that happening. Holy cow, man. Bro, he's killing me. You got Elliot Friedman out here saying he's going to win the Vesna. You got Durham sitting over here saying, can I get a win? We're 17 days into the season. What's going on? He's going to kill my
1: fantasy season. Unless Bennington saves it.
0: Well, we
1: will,
0: we might, Actually, uh, might not find out because I don't know if St. Louis plays hockey games anymore. They might not ever play again. They might only play 17 games this One year. One game a week. Yeah, that's what's going on. But anyways, that's going to wrap up episode number two. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And make sure to rate this episode five stars if you've enjoyed it. And stay tuned for episode three when we break down those games. And we talk all sorts of crack and hockey, baby. We're going to get right into the swing of things again in week three. So uh, let's get the puck out of here, Durham. And cheers, everybody. Peace out. We'll talk to you next week.